It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on Thursday mornings by Jacob Sanderson to just break down just a peach of a DFS slate. I mean, look, anytime you can remove every good quarterback, um, every good wide receiver, every good offense from a slate, uh, I, I guess really, I mean, technically, we at least have Baltimore, but no Buffalo, no Kansas City, no Miami. No Cincinnati. I mean, it's, it's Philly. a mess, man. And and yeah, uh, it's it's a mess though. Yeah, I mean, oh, what's gonna happen? We we decided this on the Swolecast that basically Lamar, Hertz, and Dak are gonna take up about forty to fifty percent of the ownership in every tournament, which is insane Absolutely. for it to to condense that much. Uh certainly, and you know. We've been complaining about these bad primetime games, right? And it's like, maybe maybe actually we should. Like, maybe we should be rooting for Jets Raiders in, yes. in primetime. Like, maybe we, like, right? Like, imagine how much better this slate would be if Kansas City, Miami, and Cincinnati Buffalo were not in Island games and were a part of the slate. Like, that would be way more fun for DFS players. And maybe they could put Aiden O'Connell and Zach Wilson off the slate in prime time. Like maybe that would be better. Um, it is funny because this is this, like I've been circling this week on my calendar for like two and a half months because it's just the best quadruple header of the entire season. Like we get Miami, KC, Seattle, Baltimore, Philly, Dallas, Buffalo, Cincy. Like I'm not going to leave my couch for 14 hours, but um, yeah, a lot of punishment when you take that out of the DFS pool. It is. It is a lot of punishment. So let's go ahead and get started with the first game. I actually, I am optimistic about this first game, Minnesota traveling to play Atlanta. And this is why I'm optimistic. One, Josh Jobs could show up in this game, which would keep Minnesota's offense in the realm of being able to get first downs. And look, maybe Jaron Hall is the next Tony Romo. You know, you never know. Maybe. I picked him up on a lot of dynasty rosters, so I sure, sure. so. Yeah, of course you had to. I mean, there you 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 simply had no option. I don't think that'll be the case. He was a five-year <laughs> player at BYU who was who could not unlock Puka Nakua. Right, it's not great. Now, what I what I am optimistic about, though, one, we are entering into people have now placed Bijan because of the headache thing into the the Drake London Kyle Pitts bucket where they're disappointed by him. They don't like him. They think the team doesn't use him. He actually played a season-high snap share last week, 74% of the snaps for Atlanta. Heineke is under center. I, I'm playing London. I'm playing Pitts. 
but I will, as I did last week, and it, it did not end up working out. I, I think I'm heading into 100% Bijan season here. Well, I do have bad news for you about Drake London. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I, I think that anytime that a team says that a player, quote unquote, has a chance to play, he has no chance to play. So I'm, okay. I'm counting him as out. Uh, I don't love, but, I, well, I like that for Bijan. I don't love that for Pitts, I think. No, no, I don't. Because he's still going to run 60% of the routes. Like Arthur Smith doesn't give a shit. Uh, so he'll just run 60% of the routes, but he'll line them all up at X receiver. Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't actually name a Minnesota quarterback to be entirely honest, but whoever their best one is, that's probably who, uh, who Kyle Pitts will see, I guess. Uh, and yeah, Bijan will be fine. Heineke will see. Um. Yeah, it's. it's not I guess great. you could. I guess it could be worse, right? It could be worse. Mostly, I'm just sad for Jordan Addison. Like that was a really fun breakout, and you know, like Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins might be. He's certainly not a top five real life quarterback, and he's not a top five fantasy quarterback. But he's definitely a top five quarterback you want your wide receivers and tight ends to have. And so, really sad yes. to lose him. Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I mean, this is the not dynasty corner, but I in an FFPC dynasty league, which functions more like a keeper league than a true dynasty league. I traded Gardner Minshew for Kirk Cousins yesterday yeah. in in a super flex format. So I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm buying on the. I mean, maybe he just does the same thing that Rodgers is doing, and he's, you know, look, he's he's going to be back thrown by January. You He'll know, for sure, be back next year. Yeah, yeah. why not? Yeah. No doubt. All right. Uh, I, I, that, that's my flag plant early. I'm just getting it out of the way. It's Bijan Robinson, 6,100. Uh, it's like, this I'm is totally like the, good with that. It's like the worst yeah. running back slate. I think I can ever recall like Amari Di Mercado right now is the number four guy in points per dollar yeah. stuff. I'm so, not even practicing. I'm not even practicing the next game. This is the game I anticipate to be the most stacked game. Seattle against Baltimore. Yeah. Kenneth Walker is banged up. So maybe he doesn't play. Uh, I, I think he will probably be on the he doesn't practice Wednesday or Thursdays, gets in limited on Friday and plays on Sunday's plan. Well, he's got I think he has a calf strain, but if he doesn't, Sharbs, Lockett, Metcalf, JSN, yeah. you know, I, I know they have a very low team total, but they correlate very well with the best play of the slate, which is Lamar and Andrews. I, I might just do 100 percent Lamar and Andrews this week. I, I undecided how much I want to split things between Hertz and his guys and Lamar and Andrews, but yeah, Lamar and Andrews, man, they just, every week, every week, they have like the highest combined quarterback wide receiver ceiling. Yep. I'm totally fine with that. And fine with Zay too. Um, Probably, I I guess he does have a ceiling because we just saw him have a ceiling last week, but I still probably don't want to play Gus Edwards, like playing Gus at 5,900. No, feels bad, man. Uh, And yeah, we probably need, I think we probably need Walker out to have interest in playing a Seattle running back because if like clearly if Walker's banged up, they just showed that they were very willing to play Zach Charbonnet plenty. Um, and so if Walker is not practicing until Friday again, comes in with this calf issue, like I'm, I would expect another roughly 50, 50 snap split. And that makes Walker like totally unplayable at 7k. Um but it also doesn't make Charbonnet playable at 4,300 because mostly he's just eating like a lot of empty calorie snaps, but he looks fucking great. So if Walker were to miss this game, uh, Charbonnet, I mean, he should probably be what? 45% owned at 4,300. Oh, just, just a complete jam. Yes. Yeah. 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 No doubt about that. 
Um, and I mean, are what are we what are we doing with Zay Flowers having like the eighth lowest A dot in in the NFL? What are you what are you making of that? Um, I think it's fine. Like to me, that's like his PPR floor comes from some of those screen spams. He still has a twenty eight percent air yard share. It's thirtieth in the NFL. It's highest on the team. So it's not like he doesn't get any downfield work. It's it's kind of bifurcated. Like he gets a ton of screen work, and then he gets a few downfield shot plays on occasion, and those didn't show up last week. Um, he, well, I, he did have he did have one on the sideline, and he just couldn't he couldn't come down with it. But yeah. they they tried to do it to him one time at least. So I, I don't mind it all that much. I, I'm I'm still interested in Flowers. Like he's the only guy that runs a full route share, so he's really the only non-Andrews pass catcher that you can realistically play. I guess my slight concern about this game is just. Both these defenses are a lot better than last year, especially Baltimore's is quite sound. Like, it, it's Seattle's definitely... Is, Seattle's is pretty good, too, honestly. Yeah, they, they are much better than last year. So, like, both these teams last year were kind of, you know, until Lamar got hurt, like, kind of good offense, bad defense teams almost. But now yeah. it's like, you know, the Ravens are just good. They're, they're good on offense, but they're fantastic on defense. Seattle's pretty solid on defense. I do have some concerns about how much this game is able to shoot out. And like, you really needed to, because you know, all the, the team especially are very expensive. So. It only shoots out if Seattle gets up. If Baltimore is up 10 zero, it, it is not shooting out because the, the other thing about Lamar playing so well is he can just put his foot on the neck of these teams. I mean, they can just have, yeah. they had uh, in the third quarter, I think they had a, 13 play scoring drive against Arizona like it just annihilated the entire third quarter and uh you don't you don't yeah. really want that so you you do kind of need Seattle to get out to a lead here um I, I Seattle's been weird this year right like they're just they can't score in the second half it doesn't feel like they're bad but they also just haven't put it all together it's kind of like maybe it's like the Jaguars where it's like you watch their games and you're like oh like, I have confidence in this offense but then it's just never really it, it is true they cannot score in the second half at all it's 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 quite bizarre. I mean, they it like they look like they're rolling, like Metcalf, Lockett, JSN's doing some stuff, and then the second half comes and they're just punting. It's just all it's just yeah. all punts. It's very bizarre. Uh, all right, Arizona, Cleveland. I mean, oh god. I I got mate Ford. Maybe if if the Arizona backfield is down to just Keontae Ingram, sure, whatever. I I think it's fine. You wouldn't play Damian Williams in this economy. He's hurt. <laughs> He's hurt. Oh, he's hurt too. He's hurt too. Yeah, he. I. I he <laughs> might even. They might have even put him on the short term IR actually. But I. I know. Oh wow. He, he did not play. He did not play last week, and I don't think he has been back at practice. Um, look, we got Trey McBride. He's thirty seven hundred. I. I'm not playing any. Yeah, he's he's on the practice squad IR. Damian Williams on the practice squad IR. Oh, so okay. it's 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 going to be if Di Mercado can't go, it is going to be Corey Clement. And Keontae Ingram, I would guess Ingram gets the the lion's share of that stuff. I I don't know. Whatever, he's fine. I wouldn't. I don't think I would play forty seven hundred dollar Di Mercado against this defense with no, with. I'm the, not doing the that. You're just begging for eleven points. Yeah, you really are. I mean, I Ford, I think is a good play here because greed. Just like the Peter made this point to me on this wool cast, which is just that a guy coming back from a high ankle sprain, the team said, please get back and get active so we don't have to play Pierre Strong and Kareem Hunt that much. And he only played a little bit in the first half, but I guess it was one of those things where it was like, hey, how's the ankle doing? I feel good. You can play more in the second half type thing. Exactly. It, that was super telling how he was using the second half. Like, not only that, but I think it was also a little bit of like a, 
look, we're going to play a little bit in the first half. We're going to see what kind of game it is. And then the second half, it's like, do you feel okay? Because this game is close and it can go either way. And so we need you. And then they're like, you're our guy, dude. So I think Ford, I think he's their guy. And it, it makes sense. Like, you know, he had that incredible drive to close up the San Francisco game. He has a massive explosive play against the Indianapolis. Like he's, he's been their best running back. So uh, I think $5,300, an absolute nut matchup. I think he's a solid play. And Deshaun Watson's back at practice. And I mean, he's mostly been bad, but I still would probably rather have him there for the offense than PJ Walker. So um, I think, you know, overall, I think Jerome Ford is a very strong play in this game. Certainly my favorite running back to play. And then David Njoku is interesting because he's had a really great role with every non-Deshaun Watson quarterback. Um, the question is like, if Watson's back, does that carry over? Because at 3,800, if he keeps his role from the last couple of weeks, he's a total smash. Um, or is that just gone when Watson comes back for whatever reason? It's just hard to tell, uh, honestly. Like, it's, And I, in a weird way, like I think the Browns are much more likely to score points and win the game if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback because Walker makes so many mistakes. But like Walker is making these like gambling sideline crazy throws that Deshaun, I mean, I don't even know if Watson can make them right now with, with the state of his shoulder. So I, I just, I, I'm... I, and maybe this is the wrong attitude to take to just be like stone ignoring spots, given the context of the slate. Like if they're Miami, Kansas city, yeah, you can just stone ignore this spot. I, maybe I need to think a little bit deeper about it, but like, I'm probably just not playing anyone from this game other than Ford. Maybe, maybe right. McBride, maybe $3,700 McBride. Uh, it's pretty, his expected points last week were the most expected points of any tight end in any game this year. Kind of nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of, I feel like that's just kind of what happens with, oh, well, are, wait, I think we're burying the lead here. Is Kyler playing in this game? So he's technically still on the pup, but I feel like the Dobbs trade, like we, we were starting Clayton Tune, might be the canary in the coal mine that like, yeah, maybe it's Sunday morning and maybe Kyler does just play, Like it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And if Kyler um, plays, you want McBride, I think, at 3,700. See, I wonder about that. Like, I, I, I wonder if you do or if you just then want to play Hollywood and Michael Wilson. Like, like is McBride running a bunch of six-yard routes and getting a million targets? Like, I feel like that's the, to me, that's the can-meet part of the offense. Like, I, I think that Tyler, like, you know, who knows if he'll be any fucking good in his first game off ACL. Like, probably I probably not. don't want to play him. But I do feel like he'll be more willing to throw to the guys that are you know actually going to be playing in the intermediate and deeper parts of the field than like josh dobbs maybe but we'll see um yeah we could have a we could have a kyler murray versus the sean watson game which would be um that could be crazy it could be yeah yeah it could yeah. be uh i think i think Ertz had a bunch of good games with mcbride and trey mcbride is just like young zach Ertz. like he does That's the true. same route same speed as old zach Ertz. that's just kind of his deal <laughs> Uh, all right, we got the Los Angeles Rams traveling to play against the Green Bay Packers. Um, I mean, I'm for sure I'm not playing any Packers. Like Watson, Musgrave, well, they're all Sklanskis. You could you could talk me into a three percent owned Cooper Cup with Brett Ripien. I mean, honestly, you could. Um, yeah, I guess if you could talk me into that, then you may as well just talk me into Puka Nakua at 7,400 because I feel same, like no same one's going to play that I, either I, I, yes, with Brett I think, Rippon. I, I mean, so Brett Rippon is like, I think they're like, he, obviously he is a meme and he has been a backup quarterback <laughs> on like a lot of like pretty bad teams. 
he's had a couple games in his career where he's brought dudes along with him. Um, he had, uh, for example, against the Jets in 2020. Yeah, yeah, the Jerry Judy throw that like the DB terribly misplayed, and then yeah, and his yeah, season, six six for one thirteen for Tim Patrick in that game. Like Brett Ripon is not good. There's not this is not the argument <laughs> that I'm making that like that you like want to be locked in on Brett Ripon. The argument would be he I don't know like can he's like Tannehill right? He's like he's like Tannehill like old like late stage Tannehill like yeah. Put him in a bad spot. He's going to do bad. I mean, the Packers just can't do anything, though. Like, the Rams might the Rams might have – they might get punted to 10 straight times and just have, like, a lot of opportunities to get first downs. Um, but, yeah, no, literally yeah, – no I, I fully playable. believe that the Rams can win this game with Brett Ripp, and the Packers are an abomination. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, one million. One million percent. But – like Aaron Jones as like a fancy play, he's not. He's just not no, playing it's, enough. It's Christian not Watson as a fancy play, not like the, yeah, it's it's not Luke Luke Musgrave like the the most Klansky Buck play of all. T- I've seen Luke Musgrave yeah. dropped in in main events. Like people are just over it. They do not want Packers on their team, and I think rightfully so. And then Henderson and Freeman, I just like whatever. I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, Henderson. I mean it's tough. Like they're, I think they're, you know. Perfectly cromulent flex plays uh, and RB2 streamers for anyone with Travis Etienne on bye this week. But like, I I just don't think that you're, you're probably not getting home in DFS with these guys. Yeah. I just like, I honestly, like, I think there's not really a difference between Daryl Henderson and Amari DiMercato really. Like it's, you're asking for 11 points. Yeah. I mean, you might get the efficiency with these guys, but they are, there's really no like situational, swaps like it just seems like one plays one drive next guy plays under drive you know so i don't think yeah i don't think you're gonna like maybe you just get really lucky and one guy's drives last a lot longer and so they get all the touchdowns but i think in generally speaking like even if the rams as a unit have like 25 to 30 fantasy points for the running backs it's, it's just very unlikely that one of them consolidates 20 of those and then you're you're probably just getting 12 to 15 points at each yeah uh all right what do we have oh tampa bay at houston uh we got we got tank we got nico we got rashad white we have a questionable damian pierce uh not that <laughs> not that i think you need to play devin singletary <laughs> oh 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 sorry you were referring play. to his status on the interview report i just thought you were referring to his status as a as like as a, a football player as like a football player yeah. <laughs> yeah uh i mean i do like i i really like the nico bounce back after kind of being like chalky last week i like tank every week uh evans every i mean evans can just he can go nuclear man like his target profile with baker is is actually kind of better than it was with with brady yeah like like the whole thesis was oh baker just wants to check down to godwin and it has not really turned out that way and i don't know when that thesis came in i think that's just like projecting a lot on one good jarvis landry season like i don't know how Many times I remember the only receivers in Cleveland he was able to establish a good connection with was like Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples Jones, like on these kind of downfield YOLO routes. So yeah. um yeah, Evans, Evans totally in play. And I think you're you know, it's a gross ass slate. So I think if you want to do the Stroud double, it's in play. I think Houston hopefully learns the right lessons from last week, which is like, oh, going into a complete shell. And running the ball constantly instead of using our really talented young quarterback is really stupid and it lost us this game that we easily should have won. So maybe we should put the air back into the ball this week. 
Do I have confidence in the defensive head coach uh, wanting to do that? Not particularly, but I mean, look at the quarterbacks we're talking about. Like we've, we, so far we've talked about PJ Walker, Clayton Toon, Brett Rippon, Jordan Love. <laughs> like, yeah, like CJ Stroud double stacks are extremely fucking in play. Baker's in play. Like Baker's probably a, a top eight quarterback on the slate. Yeah, no, he is. And I actually, <laughs> I mean, you could, you could paint me on, if if the Texans do do a little bit of self-scouting and the pass rate over expected goes the way it's gone and their wins and the Buccaneers just can't run the ball at all. Like Rashad White, <laughs> like every week you check rushing yards over expectation and it's Tony Pollard and Rashad White, at the very bottom <laughs> of the list of uh, of guys who are getting negative rushing yards. Yeah, Kate Otten, Baker, you know, Dalton Schultz. Uh, CJ Stroud has like said a lot of complimentary things about Dalton Schultz like in like press conference and stuff like I mean and Dalton Schultz weird it's weird to think but with Robert Woods out Dalton Schultz is like the veteran of the of the passing game he's the guy with the most NFL experience which is yeah well maybe I guess Noah Brown I don't know yeah Noah Brown leading the team in receiving last week did not uh did not feel did not feel that good I would not I would not play no. Noah Brown this week I I, I, I probably will I'll probably go a bunch of Nico Collins like like he's got the good target profile. He's getting them at the right depth. They haven't really used him in the red zone yet. I wonder if there is any chance of that, like just expanding as the season goes on. Cause I think Nico's pretty good. So you do a little Stroud, Nico, Mike Evans, you know, it's beautiful. It, uh, it builds itself and that, and definitely whatever you want to do this week, if it's not Lamar hurts or Dak, you're getting like, no one's coming with you. You like, if you have an angle this week, <laughs> Like if you like an angle, you should really press it because the whole field is just going to condense on like some pretty ambivalent level chalk, honestly, like just because. Yeah, it's not like some great play at the price. It's just like, who the fuck else am I going to play? Right. Yeah. So anytime that's the logic for a play, it's maybe not right. like the greatest chalk of of all time. Yeah. Uh, okay. all right. I like this game. I think that you've talked. I'm yeah. getting talked into this game as being like one of the least depressing non-fun games so i think you can you can play around with this and like envision the ceiling and it, it won't happen but you can talk yourself into it on sunday morning you could totally talk me into this being the game that is like the the most the the during the witching hour on red zone that gets shown the most because the two teams yeah. are just like you know going back and forth you could also yeah follow. you could also talk me into this next game sam howell versus mac jones the commanders of the patriots being huh. that game and people are gonna play guys from this game because Curtis Samuel is probably not playing for the commanders. So McLaurin yeah. and Dotson are like way boosted up. I don't think you need to play Jamison Crowder. Logan Thomas is actually the top points per dollar tight end. Don't don't think I'm going there, but McLaurin <laughs> and Dotson smash very good plays. I'm Demario seeing actual Delta. projected ownership on Ramondre Stevenson this week. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, a, you know, it's a bad week, man. Well, I think it's the so I if I had to guess from my time doing projections, I'm gonna guess that the removal of Kendrick Bourne and Devontae Parker means the target mm. share's gotta go somewhere. And no one wants to project Jalen Rager for an eight percent target share, and people are projecting Taekwon Thornton as a healthy scratch. So it's just like sure, twelve percent of the targets for Andre Stevenson, which might be accurate, but that's yeah. why he is so far up there. Demario Douglas is extremely green in the projections this week. So, um, you know, every week we get a 25% owned slot wide receiver. Um, this week it's Demario Douglas. 
I'll probably continue to not play those 25% on slot wide receivers, but uh, well, you can do worse. Have you considered that he's 5'8"? It's short, it's short King <laughs> Summer. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's like fine. I, I just think generally speaking, like playing a high own 4K slot wide receiver is just, is just asking for it, but uh, you could do worse. Um, and I, does Belichick have any juice left? Like, I feel like if Belichick has any juice left whatsoever, he's going to destroy Sam Howell this week, but I have no idea if he does like, this is like, you know, remember a couple of years ago, the Patriots were bad and they got rookie Justin Herbert coming to town and they just like annihilated him. Um, it's like you, you'd hope that if Belichick can do anything at all, he can still like formulate a game plan to defeat a effectively a rookie quarterback who takes way too many sacks, but he might just be, he might just be done. He might've just turned in the cards. If we don't, if we don't see Sam Howell get sacked four times, fumble once and throw two picks here, it, it's over. It, like it's over for <laughs> Belichick, man. And we're, we're starting to hear now like, Oh, Belichick might get fired. They might relieve him of his GM duties. They might hire a GM and say, Bill, you can, you know, you can take it or you can leave it. You, you can have a GM or whatever. Uh, I, I do think Demario Douglas, I mean, I, I don't think I can eat it in, in a lot of spots, but man, he is, he's probably going to get like 11 targets here. Like he, and Everyone around the Patriots has been talking about this dude like since yeah. rookie mini camp. Like they will not shut up about this guy. Oh, I'm in a group chat with a couple Patriots fans, and they've just been like fawning over him since July. And it got to the point where I was like, "Okay, fine. Like, I, I'm I'm not getting him in any of the dynasty leagues. I'm in with these guys, but I guess I'll get him in all my other ones just in case. So I don't have to listen to it all year." And I'm pretty grateful. I think he's a real player. Um, yeah, but the one guy I probably like here who I don't think will be that owned is probably Dotson. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm willing to, I just have such high priors that he's good that all I really needed is to see one good game from him and immediately be, to be back and interested. Um, especially Terry McLaurin is just objectively a much better play for only $600 more. So I'll take a shot on Dotson as sort of getting also assisted by Curtis Samuel missing time. And, you know, uh, I already want to play Jahan Dotson, so I'll choose to believe that Bill Belichick's going to take away the number one wide receiver because that furthers my narrative. So I will play. Uh, I'll play Dotson in this spot and maybe come back with I don't know one of the Patriots. I guess um, probably see more twelve personnel of the Pats this week, right? With no Bourne, I would think yeah. too. So that probably makes Hunter Henry um, more viable. Henry or I mean or Gesicki, I don't know. Like, I Matt guess Jones, yeah, you could play Gesicki. And and in the context of this slate, a twenty-two point team total is like not nothing, you know. <laughs> it's like not, it's like not nothing. So you could do worse. Yeah. Uh, all right. Chicago against New Orleans. It's in New Orleans. Kamara car car doubles with with or or even singles with Alave. Pretty good. Uh, the Bears played three running backs against the Chargers. Yeah. Darrington Evans taking a touchdown away. If it was down to yep. two of them. If it was just Roshan and Foreman, I would say you could get away with Roshan here because Roshan, I mean, one, he's already smashed in garbage time already this year. So, like, why can't he do it again? But playing three of them just makes it too thin. Uh, I'm not playing DJ Moore. A $8,100 Kamara, it's getting to the point of just, like, although he did look more Kamara-y last week. Like, like real the, the first touchdown in particular was real vintage Kamara running the Texas route 
kind of slippery getting through the safety and then launching into the end zone that so i mean look he's a good play so is saquon at 7900 you're you're probably gonna have to decide between those two guys in a lot of lineups kamara yeah like so clearly kamara to me like i I would just way rather have the one that's getting peppered with targets who has like maybe not efficiency upside on the ground but at least efficiency upside receiving like saquon's receiving profile at this point like it's like occasionally he breaks a big play, but outside of that, like the majority of his targets is like seven targets, six catches, it's like two yards. Yeah, um, dude, but Saquon had 40 touches <laughs> last week. <laughs> yeah, and how many PVR how many points did he even score? Like 12? I, I honestly, that is a good question. Let's find this out. Saquon Bart, I, I, I remember just like, when I was doing my Monday morning thread, I was like, wait, he had how many? T-? Cause I wasn't watching that game. Like what's no. the point? Like, like I'd already gotten, I'd already gotten my, uh, my Brees Hall touchdown. So like that yeah. game just didn't matter at any point. So he had, uh, he got 12, no, he got 15 PPR points on 40, on 40 touches. touches. <laughs> Woo. That's gotta be, honestly, that's gotta be close to a record. Uh, you, you, you go through the rest of this game and I'm going to try and find out if that is an all time record for, for po- uh, points per touch. Yeah. I will continue to play Chris Olave. Um, <laughs> because he continues to be a, uh, by low regression candidate. Maybe this time he won't clank balls off his face. That would be appreciated. Um, and yeah, I, I like it brings me no pleasure to say that Derek Carr is an entirely playable DFS option. I don't think that you can play literally any bear, except I guess you can play Cole Komet. Um, I just like don't want to because I find him personally objectionable. But Tyson Bajan peppered him with 10 targets last week. So why not again, I suppose? And I think that's probably it. I think you can play whatever Saints you want to play and maybe Cole Komet. I don't know. This game's probably going to suck. I think people are going to play Cole Komet. Like, I think Cole Komet might be like 12% owned or whatever in the spy. Probably. Uh, my, my bit here would be that I think a lave at 6,300 might just be like, he might be such a good play that you just play him in every lineup. Like, yeah, Let's the do people it. are, the people are over it. The people are over a lot. Right. They're like, they're like, he drops it. It's all, you know, it's all squint. They're they've turned him into Luke Musgrave at, at, at wide receiver, yes. right? Like the projections tell me to play this guy every week. He never does shit. I mean, to me, <laughs> like Alave is like always open. Like every time I yeah. look at the saints game, I'm like, he's just wide ass open. And I mean, look, I like Rashid Shahid as much as the next guy. I've got 18% Shahid in, in best ball. Like, I love him. I played him last week. But Alave is just like Shahid, but good. But, like, capable of playing every snap at wide receiver. So, like, the good stuff is coming for Alave. The Bears are, like, just such a train wreck, man. Quentin Johnson was able to get targets against them. That's how bad they are. Like, you know, it's a, it's a real... It's a real problem. Uh, not not a record. Uh, Edgerin James, in his Arizona days, had 37 touches for 62 yards from scrimmage. No no touchdowns uh, on on 37 touches of the ball. So not not an all time wow. record for uh, for lowest fantasy points. Four fantasy points on on 37 touches. Wait, four? uh if my math is right no six six point two no he had a fumble four point two four point two he had a fumble wait, wait, wait what was his stat line 
Okay, I gotta pull up the box score. So this was <laughs> how is this possible? October sixteenth, two thousand six, a home game for the Arizona Cardinals that they end up losing to the Chicago Bears. Rex Grossman, starting quarterback for the Bears. Matt Liner, starting quarterback for the Cardinals. This isn't the Bears or who we thought they were game, is it? Shit, I don't know. Maybe it is. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not well versed. This, it has my... to be. It has to be right. Is it? Devin Home Hester, game, Cardinals, Devin Hester. 2006. This feels like the Bears are who we thought they were. It feels like they let him off the hook. Devin Hester wins the game with an 83-yard punt return with two minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Look at look how history works. So, uh, Edron James's stat line in this game: 36 rushes, 55 yards, yes, two targets, yeah, 24, one reception. Wow. Wow. But in football. We are uncovering history here on this program. Wow, maybe he should have. Maybe he shouldn't have been mad at like the media. Maybe he should have been mad at giving Edger and James thirty-six carries for fifty-five yards. JJ Arrington had two carries <laughs> for eleven yards. He he got so he's averaging five yards per carry, and the team was just like, you know what, more more Edger and James. Uh, this is going to be a good tweet. I'm gonna I'm gonna send this tweet out later. There are names people would recognize here. So we got. I'm I'm very surprised Joe Mixon did not somehow show up on <laughs> on this list. Uh, all right. The 36 Indian... carries for 55 yards. That's that's like actually incredible. I just I'm surprised he wanted to keep it. I'm surprised he wouldn't go to the sideline and be like, dude, this is not working. <laughs> yeah, stop this. This yeah. is rude. Uh okay. Wow. Indianapolis at Carolina. This is gonna end up being the game that gets steamed up, I think. So we yeah. got Minshew, yep. Pittman, Absolutely. Taylor, Downs, Young. Thielen, Mingo, people are Mingo. Mingo. I've been Skolanskying Jonathan Mingo this entire year, and I'm ready to keep doing it. That's for sure. Are people going to play $7,500 Adam Thielen? Yes, Mm, they probably should. Uh, Yeah, fuck, unreal. I Jonathan Taylor. I Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is the play here. I I probably am going to mostly avoid this because I do think it's going to get overowned relative to the total. Now. The thing that is going to bite me don't, about that don't care. is that the Colts play the fastest pace in the NFL. Yep. It's like, it's like not even close. Yeah. Right. It's Chip Kelly is back. Like we're, we, we run plays. Yeah. So Mingo. Oh, I mean, what do you, what do you think about Hubbard? I mean, it is, I think that the yeah, Hubbard thing is a bad little shock. risky. Yeah. That is mega bad shock. Um, If it was just Hubbard and Sanders that played last week, I would totally buy it that Hubbard had like taken over the backfield. The fact that Blackshear was playing a lot when early in the season, Blackshear was playing not at all tells me that they just were like, not, it was more of a health. Like we don't really want to play Miles Sanders that much this week. Um, Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't care how much they hate Miles Sanders. I, I just feel like they would have been more than happy to play him ahead of Raheem Blackshear if he was completely healthy. So that tells me this week, I think that the backfield is very volatile um, and Hubbard's going to get ownership. So I, I would not be playing Chuba Hubbard at like, I don't know. It looks like 15 to 20% owned at 5k. I think that's, that's quite bad, especially for a player who obviously in the context of a Carolina offense could fail anyways, even if he does have that role. So out on him. Yeah. Feeling, I, am I going to play him? Like, I don't want to. But yeah, you probably fucking should. I, if you play, I, if you play Minshew and Downs, you should probably play him, I think. Yep. Yeah. And I, and that's great. I mean, if you want to play, if you want to not participate in the Jonathan Taylor chalk, 
that you know one way to do it i guess is play stock moss but the probably the better way to do it is you just play the gardener Minshew like double stack or something like that and then you get all the benefits of that pace and you get to have some leverage off taylor so i think you can do that Minshew Pittman downs and downs is just awesome play every week just an awesome football player a true joy to watch yeah i i am i am downs over Pittman even as their prices you know Ten are are, are going to meet. I I just think, and I don't think the Jonathan Taylor chalk is very good. And I do wonder if he maybe doesn't end up that chalk because of the inexplicable lack of usage right. for him in the, the second half. half. Yeah. So I I'm I'm completely in on that. The New York Football Giants against the Las Vegas Raiders. The aforementioned Saquon Barkley. What I will say, you lost I'm the Darren bl- Waller revenge game. Very sad. I'm I'm gonna play so much Devonta Adams here. If De- Devonta Adams is getting 17 targets in this game, that is gonna be the only thing <laughs> the coaching staff does this week. They are going to say we have one thing we're gonna do, and we're gonna try and get Devonta Adams to not throw his helmet once in in this game. That's their <laughs> that's their directive. I pray that that is true. I pray that that is the case. Like I, uh, I lost five different fantasy matchups by less than 10 points with Devontae Adams last week. The Monday night game was just absolutely miserable. I have Devontae Adams in a main event team that was like, it was a very crucial win. Like we were like three and four and like sixth in points. And we just needed six from Devontae Adams on Monday night football. Six. And you watch that 98 yard touchdown just evaporate. and 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 then I watched the 65 yard touchdown like two minutes later. And I like, I've honestly gotten much better at tilting fantasy football results. Like I have enough leagues that almost every play is good for me somewhere and bad for me somewhere. I've like tried to have more of like a rational perspective on things. I read the Leone article about, you know, tilting, tried to incorporate some of that. And I was just sitting there at my desk, like eating non-bread, watching this game. And I watched Jimmy Garoppolo miss the second one. And I just like straight up yelled, like, what the fuck are you doing dude and like people heard it halfway through vancouver like it was it was embarrassing um yes i let's do it let's just lean into Devonte adams and play him it doesn't feel great but um I mean, a- game, what, AOC, 13 targets in two and a half quarters when aoc uh, dropped game? back he was just like where's adams <laughs> that was his only plan he had no other plan <laughs> yeah. yeah and i like that plan uh it's a good plan <laughs> You know, Jacob's uh, also probably part of the plan this week, I'm thinking, is to run the shit out of the ball. Uh, Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's going to get he's going to get a lot. of Both these teams really just want to run the yeah. shit out of the ball. Although Dimes will be back this week. He might be a little interesting. He might be like you do a little dime. Oh, that's a little, fun. A little Jalen Hyatt. Although Hyatt did get benched for Hodgins. Hodgins. But I, so that I feels think- like run blocking. That's exactly what I was going to say. It feels like, look, we cannot do shit out here. We need, like, we <laughs> got to have, we got to have a guy who can throw his body at, at a Jets defender out here. I, I think it'll immediately flip back this week. I agree. That was, that was purely to me, like, we're not throwing the ball anyway. So let's just get our, let's just, let's just get our best, our best blocking eligibles on the field. Um, Yeah, I, I would be, I'd also have some, a little bit of interest in Danny Belly at 2,500, I think. Oh, he's gonna be chalk, I think. Really? The ownership yeah. isn't, isn't projected there now. If, if he gets 20, to be chalk, then sure. A twenty five hundred dollar tight end who like literally plays. Every, uh, Daniel Bellinger has actually been chalk already in his career before, at at in this same sort of scenario. I don't remember what the scenario. I remember I once played Lawrence Cager, 
because oh, yeah. Daniel Ballinger was out because Lawrence Cager was a converted wide receiver. Oh, that was on the, that would have been on the Thanksgiving slate. You would have done that, I think. I, I also did that on a Thanksgiving slate. I was definitely Thanksgiving, but I think it, I might have played him in the spy or something in a main slate. I, I want to say there is <laughs> like a decent chance uh, of that. Uh, all right. Final game. The Dallas football Cowboys against the Philadelphia Eagles. What a game. Swift, Pollard. Can we can our disappointing Kings not disappoint us this week? Uh, yeah, they're both really great at getting like between 10 and 15 fantasy points with some very good projected oh, role. This, the Swift thing has been even worse too because he like looks good. Like I when yeah. I watch him, I don't feel the sadness that I feel when I watch Tony <laughs> Pollard. And it just he's just not quite happened for him. But the Pollard thing is getting to like world record levels of like bumming me out. Yeah, it's like I have Pollard depression hitting at the same time as a seasonal depression. So it's just like double depression. It's bad. And it's hard. Like, you know, my face is pretty bright right now. I have a lot of lamps just like shining upon me. And that's just like what's trying to keep me tethered to the earth during this Tony Pollard season. Like I watched him your Gibbs on Monday Night Football and I was like, you know, because all, all Monday I was trying to think, like, does Pollard really look that bad? Or am I just, like, falling for the fantasy points under expectation? Like, how bad does he look really? Like, maybe, maybe he looks okay. Like, I was, like, trying to rationalize it. And I saw that Jameer Gibbs touchdown run, and I was like, oh, like, that's how I used to feel when I used to watch Tony Pollard. And, like, I don't I don't, I don't, don't see that anymore. <laughs> like, man, that sucks. I think he, my take is he has the yips. Like, my Pollard? take is, like, he is – is it's like physically when you watch him run to the outside, he still looks pretty good in my opinion. It's like when he's running inside, it's like he doesn't even like try to avoid tacklers. He's just like trying to execute the scheme. And he's like, like when I used to pitch and I was like coming off an elbow injury and I was bad and I was like looking over my shoulder at the coach to see when he was going to pull me. Like it was just trying to like aim a four seamer down the middle. I just getting rocked. And that that's to me, like, I think he's just mentally out of it. I think if he breaks one run, maybe he can get back in the right frame of mind and we start to see some flashes, but probably not the week four. I think your, your path for Tony Pollard this week probably has to include seven screen passes. That's um, because... that's dude, we are so on the same page. I, I could not, I could not think that is any more true. Like Pollard one. I mean, I think your yips thing could be accurate. Like I think part of it is, could be mental to some degree. Cause it just, he doesn't seem that confident and running backs do talk about that, but like, you know, you got to, and Every Cowboys game has been so fucking weird. He has not, yeah. there's no rhythm. There's no, Dak has gotten into a rhythm. Dak guys got, got into a great rhythm, but that included no handoffs, like literally just like <laughs> yeah. no handoffs. Let's just throw it to CD and, Which, and watch him go. To be fair, that might be the best indication we have of Pollard's talent level this year yet is that like Mike McCarthy who talked to me all off season about how he wants to run the damn ball went into a bye week and the solution he had coming out of the bye week was like, what if we never run? Maybe that's the better option. I mean, and and, and he's not they, wrong. <laughs> they did, um, they did start subbing Pollard out in the red zone for Rico Dowdle a little bit last week. I mean, it's just the the sign like, and Pollard's actually going to be owned like quite a bit. He will be owned. Yeah, he, it's crazy. This is it's such a twenty twenty three DFS thing that like Pollard will be owned. Like two years ago, it had been one percent. And he's not even, he's, I, I guess the thing is, is like Joe Mixon has now gotten to that range where like people are like, I don't care what the projections say, like I'm over it. I'm not, I'm not falling for it. I think we're like two weeks away from people. <laughs> like right now, people like, people like me are doing the, 
oh, Tony Pollard is just Joe Mixon as like a bit, like a self-protection bit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think of self-protection, man. But I think in like two weeks, I'm just like really going to believe it. I'm going to be like, you want to give me a 2024 second for Tony Pollard? Sure. He's yours, dude. Take him. Get him out of here. I don't want it anymore. Yeah. um, I think, you know, and the funny thing is the schedule after this week is just like the nuts for three straight weeks. So maybe by the time that we get to one of those matchups. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I, I don't know if I can handle the emotional toll of playing a 20% owned Tony Pollard again and getting 11 points. Um, like, I don't think he, there's no way he's going to run efficiently this week. Like they're, they're playing the Eagles. No chance. No one runs no efficiently on the Eagles. Um, so I think, I think the only way is, is that they're just like, we got to get this guy involved somehow and they throw to him a lot and then he can have some explosive plays in the receiving game. But you know, who knows if that's how they want to orient their offense or not. Um, so we'll see. Um, I, I'm probably I probably think of the two. Like I think Swift is probably the guy I'd be more willing to play this week. Yeah, I think that is true. Think CD Dak. I think if you do Dak, you need to double him this week because he will be so popular. So I think Cooks, Gallup, who Ferguson, Ferguson. Yeah, um, I think you also probably should do a bring back. Uh, oh yeah, the, the Sims. The Either Sims way. are not as in on the bringbacks, but I I think that you. Also, weirdly, I think a lot of contests are just going to play like scores. I think will be lower this week. I don't think two hundred and thirty-seven yeah. points is going to be needed. So I like that. Um, I think I you want to bring back in this game because everyone is pretty expensive that you actually have interest in playing. So you need this game to go off. Um, and if it goes off, like you know, someone's getting there from both sides. You'd you'd hope both offenses are reasonably concentrated too. Like Philly basically just involves five players, um, and and Dallas like most of the touches run through you know Pollard and Lamb and then you just kind of have to pick like which ancillary guy is going to get some love this week between Cooks Ferguson and Gallup but it's still like it's it's really five players on each offense to touch the ball yes correct um S- Smith or uh well Smith obviously I mean like if you're listening to this podcast you know like Devonta Smith the target volume is not quite as good but he's lower owned like it's very self-explanatory what is more yeah. interesting is has AJ Brown ascended from tier two elite wide receiver to Tyreek Adams cup, but Justin Jefferson, like truly elite level. I think, yes, I think we've arrived. And yeah. I think part, part, part of it is Hurst getting like a little injured is helping too, because he's not running that much anymore. So he's, he's pretty much just a short yardage runner now, which means every time that they're calling a pass play, he's just dropping back and firing up to AJ um yeah old man Gilmore has got nothing on AJ Brown this week he's gonna dummy that pool uh I I think this is yeah massive spot like hugely important game you know they're they're just they're they're not gonna be messing around this week on like the whose feelings are hurt tour of the Philadelphia Eagles 2023 season like I feel like this is a we gotta win this game so that we're playing playoff games at home let's just fucking throw it to AJ Brown repeatedly I don't care how owned he is I'm playing him he's gonna have an absolutely insane game Yep. I, I, I like that. I actually like playing him naked. So you do him completely uncorrelated from her. It's completely uncorrelated from this game. And if if he gets 32 and Jalen Hurts gets 21, you are like smoking the field with your 32 Davis dream big. He's getting 40 this week. I mean, he's like, he's like averaging 40. I mean, he's like, he's the dude, the dude is unreal. And that I guess the thing is, is, 
it's like sort of weird in a way. It's not like watching like Tyreek or something where you're like, well, you know, if a defense was just really on its P's and Q's, hmm. they could they could kind of limit that. It's like, what do you do with this guy? Like AJ Brown, like he just like Hertz just puts the ball in the air and AJ Brown like <laughs> magnets it. it. It's it's unbelievable. <laughs> He's so fucking good. Yeah, it, it's unreal. I'm I'm so excited to watch this game. Like just I, I'm 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 pumped to see. My, my dream for this game, we'll see if it's reality, but my dream for this game is that both these teams are like, we can't be messing around. We've just got to get the ball into the hands of the dude. And that it's just AJ and CD back and forth all game long, you know, 38, 35, they each have 202. Let's do it. I, I would love to see that game. Yeah. All right. My flag plants for the week, Bijan and Alave, uh, com- both completely uncorrelated. I mean, obviously you can play. Uh, I actually, again, I like Alave more without Carr because it's just like that's such a high on. Like Derek Carr, I think actually might end up even being more on than Dak. He might end up being the right, third most quarterback. I don't want to participate in that. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't yeah. really. Um, but I do. I do really want to play Alave. Okay, my like, my like, oh, kind of fun like uh, flag plant thing would be the stacks in that Houston Tampa Bay game. I like that. And then my just, he's playing in every single one of my lineups player is AJ Brown. I'm not filling a lineup without him. Uh, I think this game is going to be easily the most fun game on the slate. And I think Philly is just going to be in that mindset of like, we have to get the ball to 11. I think he sees a gazillion targets this week has an, has an absolutely massive game. I'll even say his biggest game of the season in a game of massive games. So he'll be, he'll be a 100% lock button. I love both your guys, Bijan and Alave. They'll be in a lot of my lineups too. All right, there we go. Uh, everyone make sure that you are subscribing to thinking about thinking that you are, uh, respond to your dynasty trades. That's another good, good reminder here. I've been sending out a lot of dynasty trades, not always getting a lot of responses. Uh, listen to yes. the full tilt dynasty podcast, <laughs> and I will be back with Reeves tomorrow morning. Later, everybody. It's time to take your career to the next level with over 150 graduate degree programs. The Catholic university of America located in Washington, DC provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic university has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash grad admissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.